Welcome back to the Write It Down podcast. I'm your host, Brooke Murata, bringing you one-on-one interviews to challenge, inspire, and encourage. Joining us today is our new friend, Logan Palmer. Logan was formerly on The Bachelorette Season 19 and Season 8 of Bachelor in Paradise. We chat about tattoos, mental health, life after the show, and so much more. We also played a little drinking game where Logan shares with us who he's crushing on now. You can watch that portion of the interview exclusively on Write It Down's YouTube channel. You know what to do. Sit back, relax, and get your pens ready, because this is Write It Down. All right, guys, so we're still here at Cali Strong drinking our FKNG bourbon and vodka. We took a shot, so we're feeling pretty good. How are you doing? Oh, I feel good. Yeah, I asked him a lot of dating questions, but he was on a dating reality TV show, so I feel like you're like used to this. And there's a lot of alcohol involved. So was there a lot of drunkenness on the show, or is it just kind of like perceived? Yeah, you know what? It's kind of up, it's up to the people on the show. Really? How much they want to dive into it, right? Um, I'm a big guy. I'm over 200 pounds. So, really? oh yeah. So oh. I, you know, it takes a few, but I got there a couple of times. Really? I, did, yeah. I think that's like my favorite thing is seeing crying girls on any TV show, really, that have been drinking too much, right. but their faces are like, like bright and shiny. It's like, you know, I've been there. Has it been on national TV? No, right. but I have been shiny face crying before, you know, with too many drinks. So sure. I respect it. I just don't know if I could handle it being on national tv and being on abc for sure the other thing i don't know if i can handle and this is like this is an invasive question slash statement but like was it weird seeing yourself make out on tv yeah so the noises yeah okay i just when you're kissing someone i mean the noises are there but when they turn up the (laughs) When they EQ it and turn up the volume and they put sound oh effects gosh, and stuff. It's so awful. And it's just like tickling your that brain. Those little slushy noises. And and honestly, it's the close up. It's the close like, up. It's the close up. Because like yeah. when you're watching like Friends and mm-hmm. Ross and Rachel are making out, they're TV making out. They've been trained professionally not to be weird. Yeah. Y'all haven't. So like Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're naturally weird. And you know what? After you lay the first kiss on TV. It's very proper. Yeah. Very clean. It's just very like. Very dry. A little yeah. peck. How many people, honestly, like producer-wise are watching? Ten or like five? Okay. So, yeah. Keep that in mind. Whenever yeah, like, you kiss someone, there is there is plenty of people. Watching. A crowd of people yeah. in a half circle around you watching. So oh, it's I like, would have it. Yeah, I couldn't do it. Yeah. So it's like uh, you're a little bit like. Uh, on edge yeah but at the same time you know you have a couple of these you're three weeks in you're kind of used to it you want the girl to like you are you nervous or no because you're like i have an entourage here and it's part of the show like okay let's do a comparison okay okay so like tv bachelorette Mm -hmm. kiss make out Mm -hmm. or like i like this girl it's very private i'm going to meet her at dinner like what's more like scary because i feel like they're very different scenarios you got 10 people in a half circle watching you and it's going to be like produced or it's like, man, this girl makes me nervous and nobody's here watching this. What's a thousand more? percent the national TV, eight million people watching <laughs> you like, without I question. Mean, yeah. Yeah. But like, I don't know if you can like parse it out in your brain as like, this is just part of. That's kind of how you have to do it. Yeah. No, you're actually, you're right. See? It's, it's kind of a thing where it's like, okay, I, I signed up to do this. Might as well kiss her. I've already looked like a fool. Like I already... At the point of me 
kissing the girls. I had already gotten in a speedo and danced yeah. around, yeah. did the worm. Okay. I had already said some yeah. goofy shit that yeah. I was never going to be able to take back. Yeah. So at that point, you're like, hey, I'm here. Might this as well me. go full scent. I'm going to kiss this girl like I mean it. You know what I mean? So And I then you like had to listen and watch it later. Were you Oh, yeah. Nervous so did my mom and my yeah. grandmother. So, yeah. 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 Did they talk to you about it? Oh, sure. Really? Yeah. Grammy had words for me. Like, what were these words? What's well, the vibe? You know, she's of- in my corner. Yeah. Right? Like, Grammy's he's the team. best. Yeah. He should have won. Right. But. According to Grammy, I'm the most handsome man. Yeah. That, right. Yeah. And so, she means that. She means it. She means so does, it. Yeah. You know. So Others might not. But she no, does. A thousand yeah. percent. Yeah. But Grammy's in my corner. I'm glad to say. Uh, you she might see her be. in my Instagram comments. Really? Yeah. yeah. She's very supportive. Um, which I I needed at the time because at the time there's a lot of people who weren't as supportive yeah you were like I mean we can go into this but like were you like low-key a villain uh I think yeah if there was a villain in my bachelorette season it would have been me without that's unfortunate did you you. (laughs) thanks yeah did you like know that like did you feel like that was going to happen going in like if if you were to like do this all over and someone's be like hey there's going to be a villain would you have guessed yourself never um, yeah, because you're the most handsome boy, no. according to Grammy. You're so yeah, kind. Grammy told me I'm that pure you were a pure good heart. guy. Yeah. No, you know what? I think because my intentions. I mean, this happens in day to day life. I'm yeah. sure you understand. Like, when your intentions are pure, it's hard to see yourself as the wrongdoer. Yeah. When you're like, hey, what? What do you mean? I'm the bad guy. I never meant to hurt anybody, yeah. and I never said anything to try and disparage anyone or I never tried to step on anyone's toes how am I the bad guy it makes it hard to kind of like understand um but when there's not another clear villain when there's not some guy saying like absolutely outlandish stuff yeah right like there's got to be someone who's that yeah you they have to yeah and you were that guy I mean I was the guy who like was faced with uh that situation and so it was kind of it worked out the way it did well, I'm really sorry that you were painted as the villain. No, don't be. Like I, I mean, said, it's very unfortunate. Well, but it was. You took one for the team. Oh, so thanks. great job. Great thanks. job on that. So kind of going back to, obviously, we, we went through the awkward kissing and the mm-hmm. EQ and the sound. And you can you really can't hear everything with these mics that are like how like, let's say in a 24 hour day. Okay. How many hours are you being filmed? 24. Straight up. Like. Yeah. Going to bed. There's a camera person around. Yeah. Um, oh, my. It's so invasive. But, just, like, you know what you're getting yourself into. Yeah. And I just think I'd have a really hard time being recorded 24-7. Yeah, being on camera. So, I grew up, I mean, I was a cameraman for the past right. five years. So, you know what it's like being behind the scenes. Yeah. I mean, I'm usually holding the camera. I think it made me a little more comfortable around cameras. Yeah. Right? I'm used to seeing a, the lens, and I'm used to people being around while things are happening and kind yeah. of having a and background And you know what's character. going on behind the scenes. Yeah. 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 But I think uh, everyone collectively, after like three weeks, it's like it's not even there. Really? Oh, a thousand percent. When there's someone floating around or five people floating around with these giant cameras, it's such a trip for about two weeks and then it's just life. It's just normal. It's so crazy how people can adapt to things so quick. Um, and... Uh, me and the guys like it was so strange at first where it felt like a utopia or some strange sci-fi movie and then after two and a half weeks we're getting 
get naked hopping in the shower yeah. we know we're on camera it's and whatever it is what it it's is whatever yeah i feel like i know again for me it's like knowing even just like podcast recording or like video or whatever it's like when the mic turns on or the camera turns on sometimes people turn into a totally different person mm. was there any point where you felt like you needed to like put out a persona that wasn't yourself no and i you know what I don't want to seem like I'm being like, no, I would never change like, myself. I'm so amazing. I'm so yeah, like what you see is what you get. That's not really why. Yeah. I think I was totally genuine in myself and all my decisions were true because I just didn't quite understand at that point what this show meant in terms of like how big it was. Yeah. I kind of, I, I wasn't someone who watched the show religiously. I wasn't someone who knew all the cast members or the past seasons I went on the show being like well this is like a silly thing and yeah. it's an adventure who Why knows not? maybe I'll meet a nice girl yeah that'd be fun wouldn't yeah. it because you did you get nominated yeah I did. okay and so it was kind of like a hey wouldn't this be kind of fun yeah what if I met someone nice wouldn't that be cool and so it was kind of a, a laissez-faire kind of like adventure type of event for me whereas yeah. I think if I knew okay there's fans of this show who will stalk you. Yes. They're, this will take over and this will be a staple like in your life. Like people talk about this, like they will go home or they'll go home and watch it. And then the next day they're at like lunch with their colleagues and they're oh, like, yeah. oh, I'm team such and such. Oh, like, yeah. I haven't watched it. I mean, since like Juan Pablo. Uh, but now I'm like dabbling into Golden Bachelor and you're just kind of like, now I'm like rooting for people. I'm like, I don't even know. <laughs> Yeah. I don't even know Janine or no, Faith, yeah. but I'm number one fan, you know? So I can't imagine, though, too, like, also, like, coming off the show, like, how was it going from being just a cameraman, just, like, and I say this in, like, just for drawing contrast, but, like, average Joe to, like, somebody being, like, of notoriety and people. Like, yeah. was that a weird change? Well, I'm not. Being I, a nobody? I, I, I mean, no, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm still, you know. Once you go on the show, you're not a celebrity. You're not like mm -hmm. a big shot, but you do have some opportunities that all of a sudden where you're like, how did I get here? Right, right. Um, you know, it, it started as uh, I got off the show and all of a sudden, uh, like on the flight home, someone was like, oh, you're on the thing. And that was like, well, that was strange. I've never had that happen. Yeah. And then it turned into like uh, for for a while, it was like just everywhere I went, it was someone would say something. And, and, uh, you know, as the seasons go by, it's less and less, but yeah. it was definitely trippy because for example, I, I walk the beach every day I have for like six years. I make the yeah. same walk from mission to Pacific beach. I do it every day. And then all of a sudden I went on the show and I come back and like the same people I see every day are like, Oh, you're the guy. And right. I'm like, I I've see been you, this I've guy been, like, on this beach. Every day. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It was very strange to me. Um, but it was, it's also so fun. Yeah. I mean, everyone in person is so nice. Yeah. That's kind of the crazy part. People online are absurdly ruthless. Ruthless. Yeah. And absolutely. What's like one of the worst comments you've gotten? Oh, like, I you know. Remember? No, yeah. thousand percent I remember. Okay, please oh, yeah. share it. No, you, so you go on the show. this. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. It sticks with you. Believe me. Okay. Everyone oh, who goes on the show. I'm like has sad it. already. Okay. No, no, no. It's okay because you also get compliments. So it evens out. Mm -hmm. But some of my favorite ones, like. Someone was like, hey, you're like if Matthew McConaughey got put in a microwave. And I was Shut just like, <laughs> at that point, I was like, uh, 
you know what? Points Thank for you so points much. for creativity. Yeah. On that one, um, I gotta hand it to you. That's the yeah. best one I've heard. I mean, Mac McConaughey's hot. Right, it, but if you put them on popcorn mode and put them for in three minutes for the microwave, it'd be like maybe not as much. Still cute, maybe. Yeah, a little deformed. A little deformed. Yeah. Very, very hot technically. Right, Still but like boiling. physically, could be melted down. Yeah, a little so melty. That's, yeah, it's a little hurtful. But you know what? In person, people are so nice. People. But are people like, like that's the thing with the internet is you can be whoever you are in here, like or who you want to be. For, so to speak because you're you're not really held accountable online yeah like i mean people also aren't really held accountable sometimes in person but i feel <laughs> like online specifically people will do things that they you know just i mean we're talking a lot about like dating and connection with people it's like people can dm you but then in person can't even look you in the eye because they're so nervous or weird which i get mm-hmm. people are being nervous but like you also could have a relationship with people online, friendship, whatever, and then in person it'd be, like, completely different. And so I feel yeah. like people's persona or even cyberbullying and tough guy persona is just, like, I don't even think you could say that to my face or look me in the eye and say that. Like, I mean, yeah. maybe someone could look at you and say that you look like Matt McConaughey. <laughs> microwave McConaughey. Micro- yeah, microwave well, McConaughey. I mean, it, it goes both ways, you know. I mean, you get people who give you compliments that you're like, that. That yeah. feels incredible. I no one's ever said amazing. that to me. Yeah, I'm just like, wow. You <laughs> I made, think I love you. I will literally yeah. re- reply to him and be like, you made my day. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Here's so much. Throw you a little heart. I'm love like, you my so head much. is way bigger than it yes. should ever be right now. Yeah. And then you get you get the microwave one, and you're like, well, now it's it kind of a regular. Down a couple notches. You're like, now it's kind of a regular yeah. day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I'm, everything's fine. You're like, I'm pretty to, basic boy. Back to sea <laughs> level now, right? Yeah. We're going to take a quick break to discuss this episode's sponsor. Resist Spirits is a proud supporter and friend of the Write It Down podcast. With brands like FKNG, Bourbon and Vodka, Resist Spirits is a spirits company that creates lifestyle brands for consumers who want to level up and achieve their goals. FKNG is a bold and adventurous brand, not only in its appearance, but also in its taste. FKNG bourbon and vodka are distilled from the highest quality ingredients and processed both in the USA and Mexico with the finest ingredients. You can go to their website, resistspirits.com, resistspirits.com to order your bottles today. Now, back to the show. Okay, so to pivot just a little bit, I would love to touch on um, just mental health and some of the, like, initiatives that you're part of. I know that you have, like, the um, suicide crisis hotline, like, on your page. So, like, kind of tell us a little bit about your journey, if you want to, about mental health and just kind of, like, how you've tried to, like, reshape the way you think about mental health as a whole. Yeah. I think mental health has always been very present in terms of um its effects its negative effects on what it can do to a person uh in my family and in my life and you know I won't get too down in the in the bog yeah, but, yeah. but basically I think uh like men in general specifically I mean yeah. I can only speak to this group because I'm in the group yeah, yeah, yeah. but just uh men in general have a really hard time dealing with uh expressing these uh issues Um, just like if you look at the numbers, the amount of, uh, men who take their own lives, Mm -hmm. it's, you know, eight, eight out of 10 people who take their lives are men. That's like a, an astounding statistic that nobody's talking about. Why is that? 
uh, what can we do to help it? Like there's no, these questions aren't really being asked. So um, as much as mental health as a whole needs to be addressed, I can relate to, to guys who play it cool, who don't feel like it's their place to bring something up or to feel like they're struggling. Um, so I want to be someone who uh, can submit a, a sort of a communication line for people yeah. like that. Because, you know, I, I've needed someone like that before. Yeah. And, you know, someone comes to the rescue, luckily, but for some people, they, do, they don't. So, um, yeah, it's just a, an awareness thing I wanted to get out, hoping that if, if a couple thousand people saw it, maybe three people needed it and maybe two people used it, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. who knows? I uh, think that's like such a beautiful mindset because, and like you're saying with like the statistic of men who struggle with mental health, like, you know, mental health for so long, I think was just like a sign of weakness. And so then it's also just kind of like, well, is this macho? Like, should I not like, and you can tend to overthink that. And I think that again, for from a female perspective, like I've never obviously been a male, so I don't know what it's like to struggle in silence and things like that in that regard. Mm -hmm. But I can empathize with like literally like your brain like is fine one day and then it not being fine. And you're like, whoa, like I didn't know that I could think these thoughts. I didn't know I could think this way about myself. I didn't know I could think this way about, and sometimes it just, sometimes it can be gradual and sometimes it can just come like as an entire wave that hits you and you're like, wait a second, like, I knew how to sympathize with this, and mm-hmm. I felt, like, bad for people, for lack of better words, but now I've walked through it so I can empathize with people, and so when you go through certain things like that, and again, like, your own mental health journey or things that you struggle with or see in your life with your friends, you know, you can have this, like, depth to you where you're like, hey, I get that, like, I totally understand what it feels like to people to come up to you and maybe people have come up to you and said this, like not even strangers, but people in your life, like close friends and family, like what? You're so great. Like, I didn't think you thought of yourself that way. I had someone recently that I work with be like, I didn't know until your podcast that you, you know, were diagnosed like OCD and that you had depression. And like, and I was like, well, I I really wasn't trying to act. Mm -hmm. I just didn't know what I was walking in like I had no idea that one day I would just open the door and all of it would flood in and I'd have to manage it and I'd have to cope and I'd have to like still show up to work and and so it's just like such an odd navigation because and not to be like overly preachy on this topic but it's like there's a generation you know before us that's like feels like anti-counseling and feels like just deal with it go to work you're fine and then we have a generation coming I mean we're the same age so it's like we have a generation coming up that's like everything has to be dragged out and talked about and so I think there's such a beautiful medium right of going to get help Mm -hmm. if it's medicine it's medicine if it's you know therapy it's therapy if it's whatever it is like find it's not a one-size-fits-all like it's not like oh, you have bipolar and you're bipolar? Let's just make sure you guys do the same thing. Sometimes it's so, like, niche. Mm -hmm. And it's such, like, and I think, like, God has such a beautiful way of putting people in each other's lives to help navigate through those things. And there might be some differences in the story. But, like, ultimately, like, human connection and being like, hey, I've been there. Like, the guard just comes down. And people are actually able to heal. Yeah. And so I think that's really cool that, you're not too cool to talk about it. No, and, and you know what? I like what you said about uh, it doesn't have to be drawn out. It doesn't have to be uh, 
extremely vulnerable. I'll say, yeah. I'll say from my own experience, I had a really hard, hard time when the first season was airing. I had a really hard time. I, I, uh, just the amount of strangers who were, I wasn't used to the attention, you know, people who, <clears throat> who I had known in my past were saying awful things about me. Strangers were saying awful things about me. Um, and I didn't know how to cope with it. And I, I thought about how much of this should I chalk up to as truth and how much of it should I chalk up to as this is a silly show. Yeah. And it was, I got to a low place. Um, and, uh, it just, it was spinning out of control. And there's some people who just gave me a call to say, how you doing? I love you. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Clancy, uh, love him to death because that guy, when I was having a hard time, one of the only people who my phone lit up and I saw his name, Eric Schuer, same deal. Like, um, and you remember those people cause it's like, <clears throat> none of them really dove into the trauma and the yeah. details like, of so what you're going where, through. Where's the, what's the root? But you know yeah, what? You yeah, see yeah. your, you see your phone light up and someone's Cares. saying, Hey, I'm, I'm, you, you good. I'm here for you. That's all you need. And I think a lot of guys just don't even have that. Yeah. So, you know, when you have some, some support, some friends who are just like, Hey, remember I'm, I'm here. Yeah. It doesn't even have to be a big conversation. It can be a quick, love you, buddy. Call me if you need me. And that's like, that can like keep you going, you know? Yeah. So appreciate those guys. Shout out to those yeah. guys. Love you Thank guys. You. <laughs> Logan's friends. Um, yeah, I think like what you're saying is like having that community and those core people, you really find out who your friends are in those times. And it's not to say that those that don't check in are like the worst friends in the world. Sometimes life happens and they have their own things going on. And like, I think friendships have seasons and there's ebb and flows, but you definitely can kind of be like, well, they're the real ones. Like even when like I was because like depression, anxiety, like genuinely and like and I might get some hate for this, but like is a selfish thing and not because you're being like selfish because you have it, but like you can't help but just you're like so focused on it. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's so loud that you're just like, all I can see is this. It's like I, inward looking. Inward looking. Yeah. You're not really looking out. Yeah. Right. And then when you start to get healing because people are flooding in with support and love, you know, you're getting fueled and filled and then you start to get like help and healing and then you're like oh now I can be outward with all of the comfort I've received right like we comfort others with the comfort we receive ourselves and so I think it's like one of those things it's not that like I'm sitting here saying hey those who are struggling with mental health like you know you should stop being so selfish like don't hear that but it's just you sometimes just can't get out of your own way like Mm -hmm. you're your own worst enemy like most of the narratives that you're sharing about yourself to others is like self-imposed or whatever yeah. darkness that you're walking through little little outward stimulation helps that too if you yeah. got a, if you got a buddy who says dude get out of bed we're going we're going yeah. for a walk get out of bed we're walking the dog yeah. get out of bed we're grabbing coffee sometimes just getting some sunlight moving your feet having it right, a, right. Having doing a something coffee, and it can be like, small like i remember like there were days where all i could like i wouldn't want to do anything else and besides go horseback riding yeah i'm not even a horseback rider like do I look like a cowgirl? No. Horse girl? Yeah. No. You know, number one horse, horse girl. Ranch <laughs> girl. No, but I just remember like somebody being like, hey, being in nature or like being around horses might help. And I started getting lessons and like I still suck. But 
I just, that meant a lot to me to just go out there and I had to borrow boots because I don't own any. Um, but it was so pivotal in my moment because I, or in my journey with the mental health was just like in those moments, I was just, it was just out, like you're saying, outward. It's like I'm with a trainer who I've never met before. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't really want to do this. Right. I would rather be sitting in bed and like sulking. And my poor parents, God bless them, you know, they're the best, but like they were probably tired of getting phone calls of panic, you know, or yeah. whatever was going on in that, that moment of my life. So it's like, again, it, it builds you and grows you for a ton of empathy so that other people can have freedom. But it's also like there were points where I remember, and this was so helpful that I had people in my life go, now you need to apply the help you've been given. Because I was taking and taking like going to therapy or taking medicine or doing what I needed to do. But then it was just like nothing was changing. And that applying part was like the hardest part. But now it's like, oh, now if I go through a season or a dip in my life or if something happens, you know, as a woman, you could, you know, be postpartum. You know, you could go through something, whatever, crazy, and it can spike you or whatever it is for men. And then now you're able to pivot and now you're able to cope. And now you have the tools and the resources in your life to not get back to that place because life wasn't meant to be in that place. It doesn't mean there's shame if you're there, but life is meant to be abundant and it's supposed to be fun and it's supposed to be an adventure. And there's a lot of joy that's in front of all of us. And it's really hard to take hold of that joy and freedom when you got something so ugly and dark telling you you're a failure or telling you that you're the worst. And so I think it's, it's cool again, that you have stepped up to the plate to create awareness for that. And, but it doesn't mean that you're giving victory to it. You're giving victory to the healing part of it and the other side of it. And so I think that's super neat because I can only imagine that again, you've been given this platform with, you know, the, bachelorette and bachelor in paradise and whatever else follows from that you've been given a platform and i think that's such a great like heart posture to be like hey if there's x amount of thousand followers i have and then three people hear it and two people apply it great yeah like there's it's worth it for the one right and so i think that's super neat um i was gonna ask you a little bit about your tattoos okay what is the story of your tats oh man this is like a you ever run into this guy at the bar? He's like, you want to know what these mean? Yeah, and you're I'm like, sure. You're like, yeah, I guess. Yeah, like I'd love to know <laughs> yeah. what the 85 tattoos on your arm yeah, mean. You're yeah, you're like, okay, why don't no, we do this No, but like I'm asking this? you. So, you know. So that means it, I have a green light to just 100%, talk to you. 100%, yeah. You know yeah. what? I wish I had a better story for a lot of them. Um, see you never. That's yeah. my most recent one here. It's still healing. It's all gross and peely. Yeah. Uh, I can tell. Yeah, thank you. I'm glad you like it. (laughs) (laughs) It looks so good. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, Okay, see you never. Like, that's like low-key hurtful. Yeah? Like, Like like, it's talking directly to you? Yeah, like, okay, see you never. I'm like, thanks a lot. Yeah, this podcast blows. No, so I actually, I make some music. After I got off the show, I made an EP, five songs, and I didn't know what was going to happen with it. I was like, you know what? People try this all the time. Yeah. Hey, I've listened to one of your songs. It's great. I was like, uh, people on the bash are trying to make music. I was like, I've been doing this, but I didn't tell anybody when I was on the show. That you're a pop star? Sure. Whatever you want to call it. I was like, (laughs) I don't know what to make of this. It's kind of, 
I'm not sure. I just posted it on my story at first. Yeah, yeah. Something and it, simple. It worked out so well. I had so much support. It ended up getting like half a million streams. Wow. Yeah, so you I was really so are excited. a pop star. No, I mean it's not a lie by by like by charting standards, but for me I was like my first project ever and I was so proud of it. Got half a million streams. It's called See and Ever. And it kind of like it's not even for the album. It's yeah. al- it's almost more just like a cool phrase now yeah. that I'm like, Yeah, that was a great time. So that was a song? That was the na- the name of the EP, the okay. album. Yeah. What's the inspo of See You Never? Like you um, never want to see this person again. It just just like I'm I'm out of here. See you never. I don't want to come back. Like uh, okay, it's kind of a pouty. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I like yeah. that though. That's fun. It was cool. I mean, it's a cool remembrance of like a time where I tr- I like put something out there. I didn't know what to expect, and then it was like such a great response. Yeah. I was psyched. I was okay. psyched. Yeah. So that's kind of remembrance of that. Um, this is a seagull. Uh, everyone asked me, is your last name seagull? Why Logan Yeah, Siegel? I almost Logan asked, Siegel. but... What's the deal? My middle name's Siegel. That's a fun middle name. My dad was adopted. Okay. When he was born, he was, his last name was Siegel. And then he got adopted, and his last name became Palmer. So when he had me in remembrance of his original wow. name... Wow. Seagull's so fun. Seagull's my middle name. So I got a seagull, and then, uh... I got a snake chasing it. There's not much story okay, behind the snake. Okay, no, there's no, like, deep spiritual <laughs> yeah. meaning of this the, the snake, snake chasing a the seagull. The snake was just, like, cool. Yeah. It was just super cool, and I decided it's to get it. a little it. swanky snake. It was just kind of a connection between the two, so, yeah. Yeah, okay, so those are your only tats? No, I got some more, but, I, yeah, I'm not taking my pants off or anything. Oh, so. man. I know, Come yeah. On. That's what... He's the All worst right, guest. No. All <laughs> my guests take their pants off. <laughs> It's like okay. I, I got a thigh tat. I got the classic like white guy thigh tat. What is it? Like just it's a like skeleton. It's. Like <laughs> I was gonna ask you if it was like a sailboat or something. Because yeah. I live in Florida and that's like dudes are like, I go fishing and here's my thigh tat too. Is it a fish? Sometimes. It's a fish. Sometimes. It's like a fish or a pirate ship. Ooh, a nice tuna right on yeah. the thigh. Yeah, yeah, a tuna Ooh. or the guy Harvey fish. Which one's that? Swordfish. Guy Harvey. You never heard of Guy Harvey? No. Yeah, That's a type Harvey. of fish? It's like a... Guy Harvey's like a yee-yee company. Oh, okay. You know what yee-yee is? Yee-yee is like frat boy. <laughs> yeah? Yee-yee is like, I'm from Florida, but I want to be Southern. Oh. Okay. And I went... Unfortunately, I went through that phase. You were in a yee-yee phase? Yeah. Like, I had a crush on a cowboy in high school. Yeah. And, like, a real cowboy. And so, I started, <laughs> I started wearing Guy Harvey and camo keychains. Okay. So, like, and plus I was, like, 100% ugly. So, like, it's just, I was, that was my Guy Harvey phase, and so we just, like, gloss over that. Did you guys ever do the two-step together? Cotton Eye Joe. You did? (laughs) No, No, but I did. Oh, my gosh, this is so embarrassing. I did think if I learned it, it would impress him. Yeah. But I was still ugly, so Wait, so did you go through that? You learned the steps? Yeah, I did Cotton Eye Joe, but I went to a small private school, and so, like, like when people saw me doing Cotton Eye Joe, like mm-hmm. it was an actual spectacle. Like right. it wasn't like this girl in the back. It's like, right. you know, but honestly, then I pivoted and I realized who I really was. So mm-hmm. I just like, then I started like listening to like rap and pop and, yeah, you know. You had to let go of Cotton Eye Joe. Yeah, and Guy Harvey. And Guy Harvey. Yeah. See where I'm from, if you could really do the Cupid Shuffle really well, wow. add a little style points to it. Do you sing it or do you not sing you it? You know when he says, uh, now Bobby Bioso. Yeah, now, like if you had real swag. That's when you really get into it. Where are you from? 
Arizona. So that's an Arizona thing, Cupid Shuffle. We just didn't have square dancing or anything, so you had to go with like. No, Florida's no Florida's fake. Florida is like we're a peninsula, and so it's very like coastal, okay. but like not coastal in California. Like we don't have style. It's just kind of like hodgepodge, you know. Okay. And then we have this place in Florida called Ocala, which is like basically just South Georgia. So, like, we pretend that we're Southern. Mm. So, that's where, like, ye- do you guys not use the phrase yee-yee out here? Yee-yee? Yeah, like. I like, like it. I never heard. No. Gosh, I've yeah, never so, did. that is very <laughs> geographical. It's very just, like, I have a big truck with, you know, big wheels and, yeah. you know, like. Muddy. Muddy yeah, truck. Yeah. American flag on the back. Yeah. They, let's go Brandon stickers. Like, Yeehaw. that's Florida. Right. Right. As a whole. I'm saying I went through that. Yeah. But that was like 13 years ago, and I've been forgiven. Hell yeah. And set free. Lift Amen. Kit. <laughs> Lift kit on the truck. Cheers to that. Well, Logan, I'm so glad that you came on the show. I feel like we covered a lot. We are at the point of the show where I ask each guest to give the audience something to write down. And we talked about this. It like, has to give people goosebumps. Logan, Yeah. what is your write it down? So I like weird people. I like people who aren't afraid to be different. Yeah. There is a fable that I really like. And I'm going to say it in less eloquent words, but essentially it's a story about a two-headed cow who is born in the middle of the night. And in the middle of the night, a two-headed calf is born. And um, it knows that in the morning it'll probably die because, I mean, if you're from the South, you know, like if there's an abnormality, these animals don't live long. Um, But for just one night, this two-headed calf looks up at the sky and it sees twice as many stars, right? And so for a moment, this thing that makes it different and that makes it less than is twice as beautiful, right? So I want to hmm. give that to people and let them know that it's cool. It's okay to be weird. Yeah. If, you, if you're a little different, you see twice as many stars, you yeah. know, that's a good thing. Yeah. So don't be afraid to be the two-headed calf. I love um, that. Thank you. Yeah. Thank that, you. No, that's really beautiful because I think a lot of times people will look at something abnormal in their life as their biggest weakness but it could be their biggest strength yeah and so i love that perspective shift and most of people's downsides could be brightened up with a different perspective so logan thanks for offering different perspective here on write it down podcast at cali strong with sponsored by fkng bourbon and vodka thank you so much for joining us thanks for having me thank you for listening to the write it down podcast this podcast is a part of the 1513 network you can catch a variety of shows on their website, 1513.com. If you enjoy listening to Write It Down, please subscribe, share with your friends, and if there's any ink left in your pen, write a review. For more content, follow the fun on Instagram by following at W-I-D-P-O-D. That spells WIDPOD. Super cool. Stands for Write It Down Podcast, but it's abbreviated to WIDPOD. Anyways, thanks for listening, and we will catch you later.